this morning's reading is coming from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, starting at verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, and do it, not only when their eye is on you and to win their favour, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as with working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So in week one we thought about making all the difference in the world, and last week we considered that we do that wherever we are, and that any ordinary <coughs> place where God is becomes a special place, rather like Jacob and the ladder that reached up to heaven. And then today we think about uh, this applying to whatever we do. And our key verse for this week is also in our text card for the year, that whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters. I expect most of you have already got one of these cards. I hope you've managed to position it somewhere where it's a constant reminder to you for this year. There are a few copies left, so if you have missed that, then uh, please help yourself from the front of the stage there and uh, take that and put it somewhere where it can remind you of these words. Another picture of the same uh, verse. I found here, whatever you do, work it with all your heart as working for the Lord, and not men, obviously slightly different words for different translations of the verse in the different Bibles, but uh, it's the same message, and uh, I thought that graphic was particularly colourful. So the work of our hands, however small and insignificant it may seem to us, matters to God. It's part of our worship and how we serve other people and bear witness to God. There can be kingdom significance in all our activities, however great or small. So the Apostle Paul wrote this letter to the Church of Colossae and described the kind of community that God was calling them to be. But it's quite clear that the call was not that they should be particularly <coughs> an inward-looking community, but rather an outward looking community. Their daily lives were to be marked by compassion, kindness, love, and that that should translate into their places of work or activity and into their relationships. And uh, really you need to read the whole book to get that sense of flow as each element of what is written follows from what's gone before. But this particular phrase, whatever you do, comes twice. It comes in verse 17 and again in verse 23. Verse 17, 
Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Verse 23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord and not human masters. And the context of the first time that Paul writes, whatever you do, is that it follows immediately after worship. And I think that is saying that worship doesn't stop at the benediction, but whatever you do in the days that follow, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. What Martin said to us earlier really reinforces that so helpfully. The name of the one who is honoured in our worship must also be honoured in our work. And then the second reference, a little further on, is in the context of slaves and masters. And you might read that and be tempted to dismiss it, uh, or even challenge the ethics of slavery. But I think that would be to miss the point. Masters and slaves were really part of the fabric of the Roman and Greek civilization. And the general line of the New Testament is to exhort slaves to work well for their masters and for masters to treat their slaves fairly. And there are many different places in the New Testament where that kind of language is used. Knowing that we all come from one great master who is in heaven. Uh, whilst there may have been elements of uh, that culture which we might feel should be challenged, and certainly uh, very differently later on, of course, in the history as we read into more recent history, there have been elements of slavery that certainly need to be challenged. And undoubtedly, there are very powerful and subtle elements of slavery that need to be challenged today. But I think the application of these particular words is appropriate to carry over into other kind of working relationships, employers, employees, and to take to heart that whatever you do, in any context, it needs to be done in a way that's honouring to God. So let's pick up these phrases. Whatever you do, whatever you do, let's just uh, stay with that for a moment. What things might you do in a typical day? What might I do in a typical day? Uh, we've got one or two pictures here, which might just illustrate what you and I do in a typical day. Uh, you might do a bit of cleaning, uh, you might be sitting around in a group doing a conversation. Uh, you might be helping someone who needs a bit of support. You might be doing some cooking. Or you might be attempting some ironing. Uh, or you might be speaking in an engaging manner. You might be listening carefully to what someone else is saying. You might be writing. You might be helping someone who needs support. You might be travelling somewhere. You might be working at a computer. You might be washing. You might be praying. There are many other things that you might be doing in a typical day. And actually when you think about it, from when you get up to when you go to bed, we're all engaged in a whole host of different activities during the day. And we're not just separating the day here into work or recreation or home uh, or whatever. We're just adding the sum total of everything that you do. Whatever you do. 
Some of those things you may choose to do. Some of those things you would prefer not to do, but you know you've got to do them. Sometimes you might feel more like slaves, that someone is requiring you to do this stuff. And other times you're more like masters, you have some element of control, and maybe you're guiding other people and asking them to do things. Sometimes you might think that your work is hugely important and that it has impact on the lives of many other people and sometimes you might think that what you're doing is of little and no consequence and it might seem very trivial. But the word and the challenge here is whatever you do. It's not just a challenge to the seemingly important things. It's not just a challenge to the things that you choose to do. It's a challenge for everything that you do, whatever you do. And whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. What's the difference between just doing a job because you've got to do it and working at something with all your heart? I think the story was told of Henry Ford in the early stages of developing uh, what was, of course, at that time, a hugely successful and pioneering uh, manufacturing of cars. I think there was a time when Henry Ford was uh, walking down his uh, production line and overheard one of the employees saying to another, that'll do. And of course Ford turned around uh, and said, that'll do is never acceptable and fired this person on the spot. He'd never be allowed to get away with it these days. But of course one of the factors in the amazing growth of the Ford manufacturing in its early stages was that there were high expectations. That'll do is not an acceptable response. Only the best will do. Seeing work as part of worship. Romans 12 and verse 1. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. Offering your lives, everything you do to God, is your <coughs> worship. The message paraphrase makes that little verse very clear. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you, take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life, and place it before God as not. Place it before God as an offering. Whatever you do, says Paul, work at it with all your heart. And that little phrase, with all of your heart, it literally means, uh, in the Greek <coughs> language, the word is ex psyche. It means coming out of the soul. Whatever you do, work as it, work at it as if it's coming out of your inner being. There is something emerging here in every activity. <coughs> that is part of you offering your best as an act of worship to God. <coughs> that does make a difference, doesn't it? That means there will be a different attitude to work. There will be a different motivation. You're ahead of me, Dave, don't worry. <laughs> there is a different attitude to our work. There is a different motivation in our work. Uh, there is different effort that we put into our work. 
and that creates a different atmosphere. All these things are different if we really hear what is being said. But whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Bring to it a different attitude. Bring to it a different motivation. Bring to it a different effort. And it will create a different atmosphere. And these words come towards the end of a longer passage and speak of those things that we need to get rid of. And of those qualities that we need to embrace if we're to work with all our heart. Shake off your bad attitude. Leave your temper behind. Get rid of your irritability and apathy. And stop chasing after whatever you fancy, whenever you want to. Being absorbed with what suits your own desires. No, instead of all of that, be compassionate, kind, humble, quick to forgive. Focus on Christ-like things, and most of all, focus on one another. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart, as serving the Lord. As serving the Lord. The powerful parallel phrase in verse 17 speaks of doing everything in the name of Jesus Christ. And when we do something in the name of Jesus Christ, we're acting as Jesus' representative. We are his ambassadors. And that means that I can parent children or be a friend in Jesus' name. I can price a job or run a business in Jesus' name. I can plant a sink in Jesus' name, or coach a team in Jesus' name, or bathe this patient in Jesus' name. And those illustrations pick up from the video at the beginning. When we do everything as a service to the Lord, and in the name of the Lord, it is as if God is working through us every day, in every task. And this is how the message paraphrase takes the whole of this passage. It says this, Servants, do what you're told by your earthly masters. Don't just do the minimum that will get you by. Do your best. Work from the heart for your real master, for God. Confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep in mind that always that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. The southern servant who does shabby work will be held responsible. And being a follower of Jesus does not cover up bad work. And so as a final thought. We need to see a wider perspective in all that we do. And when this life is over, we will share in God's eternal kingdom in heaven. And I promise you that in heaven, everything will be done well.